Hello, Screeters. Do you ever wonder what your life most relates to as far as other media goes? I used to think that my life was like a sitcom. This is around the era of uh, when I was getting divorced and just this weird stuff that was going on. Like, hey, my name is Jason Hobbs. My wife's name was, at the time, Jill Hobbs. But I got divorced, and then uh, I was going out with a woman named Heidi Johnson, whose daughter was Haley Johnson. And my daughter was Hannah Hobbs. So of all the things that you could do, how do all these names all have J's and H's in them? I know this sounds ridiculous, but sometimes the things we think about when we're going through a crisis or our trauma or emotional problems... We think about the strangest things, or at least I do. So it's a sad day at Hobbs and Friends Studios. We had four cats. Now we only have two cats. Yes, it's true. Sad little Chloe passed away about, I don't know, 28 hours ago. She died as she lived. Beautiful, soft, timid. In a quarter mile. She was a very, very quiet soul. She was like terrified of me, but she hung out with Haley when she still lived with us and Heidi, and she mostly just did her thing, laid around, kept herself beautiful and clean. The last week or so has been really rough. It's obvious that she was failing. But she went around and laid in all these different places of the house that she never really hung out that much with in the past 10 years. She was probably 15 years old, uh, Himalayan. I just found it really interesting to see, you know, what she did as she was finishing up her life. It's just not that different, really, from what a person probably does. Thinks about the things that they've done and the places they've been. Well, I did a pretty bad job of dealing with uh, my grief yesterday. Uh, It's what I tend to do, I suppose, when stress comes. Lose myself in something where my mind is only thinking about the caves of Quud as opposed to the loss of another of our family pets. Makes today rough. I feel like I slept well, but I just kept on hearing those last few soft death rattles as Chloe passed on. What do cats do in heaven? What do cats do if there isn't a heaven? Same as us, I suppose. I don't know. I do know that today is Monday. Sometime in January. January 12th or 13th, maybe. 2018. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Jason, ten car, listen to your podcast. Listen, I I see what's going on with Anchor as what happened when people started really finding Blogger and everybody got into it, including me. And you know, I I think in the end, what's going to happen is those that really find it their passion are going to stick with it. And the only way any of us get better, including me, I'm not very good at blogging, 
and I'm not very good at podcasting. I just do it a lot. Um, is to continue doing it. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Vince has his. I've been on his podcast. Uh, and I think that Anchor is the most fun I've ever had podcasting. I hope that shows in most of my episodes. All right, man. Continue doing what you're doing and everyone else do. Thank you very much, Mr. Eric Tenkar of Tenkar's Tavern. The, um... Bartender to the OSR? I don't know. I forgot your title, brother. Regardless, I appreciate you calling in and uh, giving your opinion on uh, my opinion piece last episode. I should mention that um, the man, Vincent, also responded on one of the places, maybe many of them, that I posted the episode to. And I appreciate that. It's always good to get a conversation, even if our opinions don't match up. Um, like, like he says, I mean, there is going to be an explosion and only the people with passion are going to keep at it. But, uh, this is what I want to stress and mention again. If you are reacting to people with negativity that are trying something new, the chances of them sticking with it and getting a passion about it are limited. It's almost like gatekeeping a game. If you are reacting to someone with negativity, oh my God, you playing this game has set Dungeons and Dragons back 10 years. If we did that to every person that's just getting into the game, our game would be dead. If we do that to all the people trying to podcast, even if it's not as good as it could be, podcasting would be dead. So for me, welcome. Enjoy yourselves. The water is perfectly temperatured for your anchor podcast get in on it and uh like i said thanks for responding eric we'll talk again soon all right jace it's colin i don't know how many times i've tried to record this but bottom line if you can't say something nice don't say anything at all i've said it before i'll say it again why why knock people who are just trying to do something a little bit creative. They've taken maybe a lot of courage to come on the mics. I don't want them, uh, you know, like my budskis, the Anchorites, I don't want them being put off by people knocking them for their efforts. Um, I don't understand it. So, yeah, people are entitled to their opinion, as am I. But uh, thanks for your response, Jason, and your words of wisdom as ever. Sounds like you've got exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. And, um, yeah, thanks, bro. And there's Colin at Spike Pit giving uh, the rest of his opinion that spawned uh, the last episode and this small little kerfluffle involved in the uh, OSR Anchorites and podcasters in general, I guess. So thanks for calling in, Colin. And, uh, as always, appreciate your opinion. Thank you. Hey man, sort of lawyer here. What's up, buddy? Uh, question. I've been hearing about West March's style and then Calmodernus and Adam slowly piecing together what the hell you're all fucking talking about. <laughs> so it sounds like you run a BX game on this island of Calmada and you torture people to death during the game. Um, and uh, basically, Calmada is run in a West March's style. What is that? What does that mean? And could you point me to some sort of references about all that stuff? Is it your hex crawl, the the, the hex 
podcast? Is that where you're going to find all of that? I just found that. So I'm going to start listening to that a little bit. But I'm just sort of, uh, I was never, I took a couple of years off, you know, as you know, from the scene. So I'm getting back into it. And I guess you guys got into it on Google Plus, but I sort of missed the boat on that the last couple of years. So if you could just give them maybe a quick summary of what we're talking about. What is that style? What's it all about? Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Dude, got a lawyer again. Hey, I fucking found it. I, my problem was I couldn't spell Kalmata. I kept trying to spell Kalmata West Marches, and I was trying to spell like Kalmari, I guess. And uh, <laughs> you can never find any info on it. I found some shit. This is awesome. It really is cool. I thought it was just somebody setting or something, but it's a style of play. That's freaking great. Um, years ago, I don't know if you remember, I was doing this Blood Island thing, and I could never get my feet under it because... Uh, it, it was just it was just a, a hard thing to do, making up so many different encounters, this and that. West March is, is the answer to all those issues I was having with Blood Island. And also, the best book I've read lately about a you know, role-playing game book is Astonishing Swords and the Sorcerer's Hyperborea, Ash for short. I love it. And it fits a West March's campaign on Blood Island to a T. I, I've just found my new obsession. So, dude, thanks very much, man, for bringing that up. Take care. So, Joe, the lawyer from Not-So-Wondrous Imaginings. Yeah, man, you can find the West Marches stuff out there. It really it really was a codified deal from Ben Robbins, as I've mentioned many times in the past. The guy who made Microscope, wrote Microscope and Kingdom. He, uh, he came up with a pretty good idea, and it's got its own problems. I would suggest reading the essays from his, his blog all the way through and uh, figure out all the things that can go wrong because they likely will. Uh, I hope you really enjoy it. Um, thank you for mentioning Kalmata. And of course, I remember Blood Island. Uh, it's hard to believe how long ago that was, but I guess West Marches have been around now for five or six years and a lot of people mention them. Many people would say the Matt Colville vlog, West Marches, uh, detailed it in a way that a lot of people understood and enjoyed. Um, I don't remember it precisely myself, but I think I've linked it before. I would say read the Ben Robbins stuff, listen to Hex talk and the things I talk about, and maybe I'll do a full-blown West Marches podcast one of these days. Either way, I just thought it was really funny that you called me and then called me again and let me know that you found the information. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to your episode about Blood Island. I'm looking at my old... Uh, Blood Island documents that you shared. Uh, Craig Brasco was just asking me about Blood Island within the past few weeks, so um, I hope he enjoys that episode. And as always, buddy, thanks for calling in. Hey, Hobbs, Aaron Clark. I was just listening to your Red Sand Castle and Crusade campaign that you guys are starting face to face. That sounds like fun. And I was uh, I was struck by the idea of your desert nomad halflings and I thought this idea of them riding around on little miniature camels that could be fun desert ponies yeah that's good too ostriches I think that's cool well good luck with that uh, keep on keeping on man Aaron C with the keep it simple hey brother mini camels do you mean diminutive dromedaries? If so, I might go for it. Mini camels just sounds like a short cigarette. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I still haven't decided. First game is in a f this week on Sunday, apparently, unless we get another so storm like the one that blasted us this weekend. 
I uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of liking the idea of <clears throat> those larger lizards that uh, the backs flare open. I can't think of what they're called. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I haven't gotten anywhere. But I appreciate the call-in. I guess we will move it on and keep on moving on. Damn, I just had lunch and I'll tell you what. The two donuts and the frozen custard from Culver's have smashed my uh, stomach. I'm driving around feeling like I'm going to throw up. This is fantastic. Sometimes my greatest creativity comes from gastrointestinal activity. My next podcast is going to be called Two Upturned Tables and a Microphone. (laughs) Seriously, though, how do you deal with grief? I tend to be horribly irreverent. And then I don't really deal with it at all. I just put it away and keep my mind busy. And I can remember when one of my first grandparents died. It was like four years later. I was drunk in a bathroom crying my guts out to a buddy. Which is how you cry your guts out, first of all. I don't know. But I think you know what I'm saying. Anyway... I don't know if I've gotten any better even in all this growing and blossoming that I've been doing in the past year or two. Some people think it's silly to grieve over a pet. Some people just think it's silly to grieve over a cat. But I'm sure I've got both types of readers, dogs and cats, people, living together. Total chaos. I don't know, guys. There's not much for it, right? You think about it. You wake up to... In half a mile. I could hear her last raspy breaths this morning when I kept waking up in the middle of the night. Like I say, it was beautiful and horrible all at the same time. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe give me a call talk about what you did when your pets of long time passed away or people or ideas or anything whatever you were grieving over maybe we can just have a call-in show and maybe help some people I don't know I do know (laughs) it's better to burn out than to fade away